If I knew what I know now, last bull run in 2021, I would have 10x my profitability and made millions of dollars. But in today's video, I'm going to be revealing the 10 mistakes I made because I genuinely believe that if you avoid these mistakes, you can outperform 99% of the market next bull run and you will also gain a massive advantage. So make sure you watch until the end of the video because the tips I'm about to show you in today's video can literally be the difference between you retiring next bull run and you failing in next cycle. And, th and the thing about this bull run is we don't necessarily know um, in future cycles what the crypto landscape is going to look like. For all we know, this could be the last really big retail bull run. I'm sure crypto is going to be around, but the shapes and form in which it presents itself uh, and the opportunities that it presents shift over time. And kind of like the stock market, there reaches a point where the returns end up diminishing. So I think if you are going to succeed next bull run, you really need to learn these lessons now because it's of utmost importance that you actually maximize this next cycle. You have a big opportunity, but these opportunities don't last forever. And, and this may be one of the last big opportunities that you get. So without further ado, let's get into the 10 lessons. Number one, invest in projects that retail can understand and not just the tech heads. To be honest, retail doesn't really care about the latest VEZK interoperability, L3 aggregator, all these crazy buzzwords that are spun up by the crypto community. They just want to be able to jump in tr into trends that they understand. So retail buys the narratives that they can get their head around. They can get their head around a dog coin. They can get their head around a crypto gaming coin. I mean, everyone knows what gaming is, right? They can get their head around AI. I mean, it's a strong buzzword. So I feel like there are trends in the market which retail can understand better than others. And for that reason, a lot of these trends in peak bull mania when retail comes into the market end up performing a lot better than others. So think simple when it comes to your portfolio construction. Don't try and get too technical with it because at the end of the day, in a bull run, the narratives that retail subscribes to often end up outperforming. Now, of course, there is a place in your portfolio to invest in great crypto infrastructure that might not be so appealing to retail. And technology if the tokenomics are conducive to value creation. So if there's a bridge or an interoperability protocol or a DEX, which isn't so sexy, but has great tokenomics and has great value creation as a result of those tokenomics, then 100% it's worth investing in if you're bullish on it. Uh, that makes complete sense. But just keep in mind retail's tendencies when you're building out your core portfolio uh, and sometimes just left curving it in the market can lead to the greatest results. So don't try and outsmart yourself in the market, especially in peak bull. Invest in things people can understand, um, but also make exceptions for great tech as long as it has amazing tokenomics because at the end of the day, um, if there's a protocol that has great value capture with more users coming into the market, that can still increase in price because some protocols genuinely run due to the tokenomics and not just hype. I would say like Rune, ThorChain is one of them, right? Because LPs are incentivized to buy Rune and stake it and pair it in an LP in, in order to facilitate cross-chain swaps. That's an example of like a needs-based uh, coin that often rises based on the market activity and, and not just hype for the token. But of course, once tokens start rising in price, uh, things start to really spiral and, and then you can get um, a hype cycle being generated off the back of that. Lesson number two, if there's blood in the streets, don't flinch, just buy. I mean, time and time again, when sentiment's at its absolute worst and people think it can't get any worse. Um, these moments actually prove to be the best opportunities to accumulate. Just think recently with the whole Solana overhang, Robinhood, FTX selling FUD, that ended up being the bottom for Solana. And often times of peak FUD 
end up marking local bottoms. So if there's a project that you really like and you're watching and you want to accumulate, use peak FUD as an opportunity to accumulate um, and don't get scared into support. And don't get too bullish into resistance. It's funny, retail and just the market in general tends to get super bearish at support and super bullish into resistance, but instead you should be doing the opposite, buying at support, laddering out into resistance. So if there's bottom of the streets, buy assets that you're bullish on. It's a pretty simple lesson, but one I think um, I messed up last cycle. I'm sure you've messed up in the past as well, as emotions tend to get the better of us. Lesson number three, this is probably my most important lesson of this entire video. Don't become a rotator. I think last cycle, I had a tendency, and I'm sure you've had a tendency to rotate out of bags into new bags because your bag's not performing and you see a new coin that's performing really well and you want to jump into that coin. You're like, why is my coin not performing? So you sell maybe half of your coin or maybe your whole position to buy into that new coin. Um, and then this is a never ending cycle of just chasing the new narrative, chasing, chasing, chasing. And you, you get super bullish on a coin once it starts pumping and you FOMO, and then you're just constantly cutting your positions. Maybe this has even happened with Bitcoin. Maybe you were holding Bitcoin, but alts started pumping. And then you're like, damn, I got to sell all my Bitcoin into alts. Or maybe you were all in alts and then you sold your alts into Bitcoin because Bitcoin was pumping and you were feeling FOMO. This is generally a mistake. You should evaluate your portfolio allocation beforehand and try and stick to that no matter what the market does because recklessly rotating out of bags and into new bags is a surefire way to get wrecked because one, narratives come and go. So just because you're investing in a new narrative doesn't necessarily mean it's going to perform. The market likely shifts you know, to a new narrative after that. And two, if you are constantly rotating into new bags, you're not actually taking profits, right? So rotating profits is a really dumb idea. Doing it with like 20 to 50% of your position, I guess is fine, depending on your risk tolerance. But you should always be taking profits back into stablecoins and Bitcoin and Ethereum um, instead of just rotating to zero. I did this a lot last cycle. You know, I made a lot of money on Phantom or a lot of money on Luna. And then, you know, I would put that money into AVAX and then I would put that money into um, an ecosystem coin and I would keep like rotating. And eventually when the whole market drops, uh, no matter how much money you made on your Phantom or your Luna trade, you're still not going to keep your gains, right? Maybe you protected yourself a little bit, but versus just trading back into stables and taking profits into Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, you have done a lot worse, right? So don't become a rotator in the peak bull run as much as you would like to when new narratives start cropping up. I do have a strategy for you to beat this phenomena. It's on my Twitter and it consists of basically just creating a, a journal and writing your thesis for every coin in, in your portfolio and your watch list. So you actually know why you're buying a coin and you have your thesis written down. It's such a simple thing, but the funny thing is 99% of people, they don't write down their thesis. They buy a coin and nowhere in their life, not digitally or physically, have they written down why they're buying that coin. Just this one change in your crypto investing, I think will make a massive difference because then when you feel impulsive and you feel like you want to sell or you feel like you want to buy another coin instead, you can refer to your thesis and you can objectively think to yourself, okay, has my thesis been invalidated? Do I still believe in this thesis? Has it has my invalidation clause hit? Because you will write down your invalidation and risks during this process too. Journaling is such an important way to avoid FOMO in the market. You can go a step further and do things like SWOT analyses, etc., which I've talked about on my threads and in previous videos as well. But I think journaling is the number one way to fix the whole issue of rotating into coins and selling positions too early. Lesson number four is niche down. So I'm a big advocate of diversification. I think diversifying is super important for risk management, but too much diversification of your attention 
can prevent you from gaining an edge in the market. So it'll be way easier for you to establish a market edge if you become an expert in a specific niche. Now, this could be perps trading, this could be DeFi, this could be NFTs, on-chain analysis, meme coins, airdrop hunting. Finding an edge and sticking to it will help you cut through the market and jump to the front of the queue in terms of gaining an edge. And it's really the only way to create a sustainable edge long-term. There are obviously edges in just basically being patient. Most of the market isn't patient. If you're patient and you're willing to hold, that is in and of itself an edge. But what I recommend doing is picking a niche and at least focusing on that because this is basically going to enable you um, to get a level up on the rest of the market. It's called information asymmetry. And what I would suggest doing is picking a niche that actually matches your temperament and matches a topic you're genuinely interested in. If you don't care about decentralization, you probably shouldn't pick DeFi as your niche because I think if you really understand and believe in the DeFi ethos, it's much easier to understand the justification for why these protocols are created. If you're not a gamer and you don't really understand gaming, then maybe crypto gaming isn't a niche you, you should pick. But if you're really interested in AI or and you have a deep interest in that, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to go down the AI rabbit hole and go um, and do deep research on AI coins because you actually find it fascinating, right? So picking niches you're genuinely passionate about is going to make it way easier to stick to rather than forcing it. How many of you have like started to go to the gym and then quit after a month or two weeks because you just didn't like your workout routine or you didn't enjoy it? Um, I've done that. I've done that before, uh, but I've been sticking to the gym for the last two years because I found a routine that I really like, uh, a bodybuilding split that I enjoy doing every day, and it means I go to the gym every day. Um, so you've got to find what you're interested in if you're going to have the consistency to do it every day. So that is my suggestion when it comes to finding a niche. Now, one of the niches that I'm really passionate about is DeFi. And I think over the last couple of weeks with Elon Musk talking about decentralization, with CZ from Binance saying he wants to put more attention into DeFi now, I think the narrative is starting to build up again. And one of our official show partners, Spool Finance, um, has just launched a product which I think could be super revolutionary for the DeFi space. So basically what Spool Finance is, is it's a middleware product that allows you to create vaults um, and yield strategies on chain. And they are going to be offering these strategies to institutional investors to allow them to get access to DeFi yield in a transparent and compliant manner. Um, so Spool V2 was created with an eye to regulatory compliance following feedback from the traditional finance institutions they are courting with their DeFi product. The Spool protocol launched in March 2022, but we just saw V2 go live. I'm going to show you it in a second as a set and forget solution for DeFi investment that allows you to create automated yield strategies from DeFi protocols based on an investor's risk appetite. So applications like this, I think, will be really helpful for institutions that want to enter the market uh, and want a way to easily enter the market. But also for you as a retail participant, if you want to start earning some yield on, let's say, your stable coins or your Ethereum, this can be a great platform for you to be able to create customized strategies. So there's a link in the description to Spool if you want to check it out. But what I'm going to do is create a strategy that I like. Um, I'm actually working on it at the moment, and I'm going to share it with you guys so you can join along and invest in it as well if you would like to. But as you can see in the platform here, you can choose which 
pools that you want to invest in. You can select your allocation, your risk tolerance, and have it tailored towards your needs and your goals. So Spool Finance is one I'm watching under the DeFi category. Uh, thank you to Spool for sponsoring the show. I'm super excited to work on my vault and present it to you guys once it's done. But as you can see, it's super flexible um, and allows you to allocate um, in a capital efficient manner. So there's all sorts of cool features as well. Like it automatically compounds for you. Um, your risk appetite can be adjusted over time. And it's pretty much the most customized vault creator that has hit the market to date. So that's really cool. All right, lesson number five now is never marry your bags. You've probably heard this a million times, but I'm going to reiterate it again because it's so important to let your winners ride and cut your losers. So this is a lesson I think many of us learned the hard way last cycle. I'm sure many of you held the bag too long during the last bull run. Maybe you're still holding positions now from the last bull run, right? But as we all know, the market will always find a way to humble you and find a way to take your gains if you're not prudent about it. So this is why it's so important, as I mentioned before, to establish a predefined plan where you have detailed exit strategies so you can follow those strategies. Now, just to give you an example, one strategy you could use is take half of your principal position out when a project doubles in price. I know Hustle has talked a lot about this being his take profit strategy where he, every time a project doubles, he ladders a little bit out. Um, so he's taking profits over time. Maybe this means if a token 100Xs, you don't get a clean 100X, you get a 25X because you've been laddering out the entire time. But a 25X is better than riding it to 100X, not taking profits because you Trust me, you won't. Once at 100x, you actually want to buy more because you'll think it's going to keep going another 10x up. Um, then it's going to crash all the way back down and you're going to round trip. And that's what happened to me a lot. I had 30x's last bull run on crazy meme coins and I thought they were going to do another 10x and they didn't. And I ended up holding the bag or selling for break even or a 2x when I could have gotten a 10, 20 or even a 30x off those positions. So don't marry your bags when there's profit on the table. Take some damn profit. Um, and I've also done a post on this that you can access via my thread, which details my strategy for identifying when to actually sell. Um, but generally, as a general rule of profit taking, laddering out is the way to go. And as a general rule of buying, laddering in is the way to go. Lesson number six out of 10, all, in my opinion, are, are just as equally important. In fact, the last lesson, it might be the most important of them all, apart from lesson three, which I, I think was super integral, is new coins tend to outperform old coins. Just look at the crypto market cap from 2017. A lot of these coins aren't even featuring in the top 50 right now. You've got things like IOTA, Dash, NEM. I mean, some of these are still around like Monero, but they've slid. NEO, BitConnect, Populous, or however you say that, Omisgo, Lisk. Stratus, BitShares, Adore, like some of these coins just, they're not around anymore. And the reason for that um, is new coins tend to outperform old coins and cycle to cycle, the top 10 changes every single time. So what can you take from this? Well, it's definitely keep some stable coins aside to allocate towards new protocols that launch because the new protocols, they don't have underwater bag holders from last cycle. So there's not as much of a limitation on their price appreciation because there's no underwater bag holders that are selling as price rises, right? Because a lot of people that are underwater on an old coin will be looking for an exit as they start to recoup serious percentages of their initial investment. The other thing is that their circulating supply of the new coins is often much lower because it hasn't been fully vested into the market. So when there's less coins circulating, it's much easier for volume to pump price. FDV in the short term 
although it's important in the long term, is sometimes a bit of a meme, and prices can really get out of control, especially when VCs have a vested interest in pumping a token. So this can lead to explosive price pumps. And the third point here is that new projects often improve upon the technology of their predecessors. So a token that launches in the market and gains some traction, um, that's amazing. But new projects are going to launch and improve upon the tech of the old projects. So although there's something to be said for projects that have withstood the bear market and we have withstood the test of time and have kept building and growing communities, definitely don't fade the new coins. We've seen over the last few weeks, like, you know, Sui, Celestia, these new coins tend to perform really, really well. And I'm sure some of the best performers next cycle have not even been released yet. And I'm even talking about ones like ZK Sync, Starknet, Layer Zero that don't have tokens, Linear, but will have tokens. Um, these can do absolutely crazy numbers. Of course, just because it's new, don't ape in. Things might be overvalued on day one for sure. Uh, but as a general trend in the next bull run, I think those are some of the coins and not just those specifically, but new coins in general to keep your eye on and keep some dry powder aside for sure. Like allocate, I don't know, 10 to 20%, let's say of your portfolio and have that in stables ready to deploy slowly into new protocols over time. Lesson number seven, focus on strength and not laggards. I think this lesson applies more so to the traders than the investors because investors, I mean, your job is basically to identify protocols that you believe in that are undervalued and hold them for longer periods of time. But when it comes to trading or narrative trading, instead of trying to buy a token that's lagging because it hasn't pumped yet, it's probably better to focus on tokens that are at least exhibiting some relative strength and resilience in the market. You can, I mean, the easiest way to test this is just look how they uh, perform when the market dips. Are they dropping more than the rest of the market? And when the market upticks, this is probably the more important metric, what outperforms the strongest? So when Bitcoin pumps, when the altcoins pump, what alts are pumping consistently the hardest, that's an idea of where the narrative is. And why is this so important in the bull run for trading? Well, in the bull run, these tokens pump the hardest. Look at things like Luna, AVAX, Phantom. They were the strong coins on every single dip. They were the strong coins on every single pump. And they also did the biggest multiples in the market. So buying weak tokens can actually present a real negative opportunity cost to your portfolio because you're allocated in an asset which could be more efficiently allocated elsewhere. Now, this isn't a reason to chase strength. But what it is something to do um, is just be cognizant of what is performing and more so not just the tokens, but the narratives that those tokens are under and why they're performing. That's super important. So, and this is probably more for the traders because it's hard to allocate now based on what the trends will be next bull run. We have some idea, like I think crypto gaming will, will be a good performer. I think AI will perform. I think meme coins will perform, but we don't necessarily know the exact ones yet. So this is more something for the traders in a bull run when you're allocating and trading in a bull run. Definitely keep that in mind. Lesson number eight is, and you're on social media right now, te technically watching this on YouTube, um, is optimize your social media. So there's amazing alpha for free. And I hope you know you would consider this to be alpha that you're obviously getting for free across Twitter, Telegram, Discord, and YouTube. But there's also a lot of crap. There's a lot of bad creators. There's a lot of bad information um, in fact, most of the stuff that you see online is absolutely crap and not helpful and won't make you a better investor at all. If you want to be a successful investor, you need to actually filter and control the information that's coming in. If you can learn to filter this information and cut through the noise, you can really extract some pure value from these platforms. So what I would do is make a real concerted effort to organize your YouTube subscriptions. So unsubscribe from all the crap, subscribe to the quality. Create Twitter lists with your favorite creators. Create Discord channels on folders with the most alpha-packed Discords and Telegrams as well. Um, and minimize your time on apps like Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which don't really have much crypto alpha, let's be honest. 
Um, I post Instagram and TikTok videos. I think they're pretty good, but I also think the majority of content on these platforms is not very good because then they're, they're more retail focused um, and they're not so crypto focused like a Twitter or, or a YouTube where I think there's much better content creators, right? Twitter really is the home of crypto at the end of the day and Telegram is the home of Alpha alongside Discord as well. So I have put some strategies in my thread um, like YouTube, how to actually set up your subscriptions, set up your notifications. What I would actually recommend doing as a little excerpt from this post is creating a new YouTube account just for crypto. Whatever YouTube account you're on now, if you're watching cat videos on this account, if you're watching sport videos on this account, if you're watching Mr. Beast videos on this account, if you're watching entertainment on this account, and you're also watching crypto, that's probably not the best because you're going to be fed a lot of stuff that distracts you. Like when I go on YouTube and I want to look at crypto, I have a brand new account, which is just subscribed to channels that I like, because then I know when I'm logging in and I'm there to work that I'm actually learning. And then I have a separate account for entertainment. When I want to wind down and watch entertainment, I watch entertainment, but separating it actually is really good. And you can build up your algorithm on the alpha YouTube in such a way that it actually starts giving you more alpha because it notices that you're liking and you're watching certain types of videos. You can find really good creators through that as well and really nice videos through that as well. So definitely tweak your YouTube. Um, and same with your Twitter. Tweak your Twitter lists and make sure that it's really clean and you're only uh, adding the people to your Twitter list that you actually think are providing consistent value. Lesson number nine, if you make life-changing gains, don't forget to actually change your life. So during peak bull, I was sitting on multiple house deposits worth of shit coins. And I was convinced all of them were going higher. As I said earlier, there were meme coins, which I was up 20, 30 X's on. And I thought they're going to do another 10 X. And I was planning the house I was going to buy. I was planning how I was going to retire. I was, you know, thinking about all the millions that I was about to make. I was getting very euphoric. Um, and although I did make some good gains on some of these protocols, I gave up most, the majority of my gains. So the real estate portfolio uh, didn't end up uh, eventuating, although I definitely could have at some point built a real estate portfolio just based on my crypto portfolio, which is pretty crazy to think about in hindsight. So although I don't expect anyone to time the top exactly, remember to take profits on the way up. Even if you do take profits prematurely, you'll rarely regret taking profits, especially if the sum is materially life-changing. So paper gains are paper gains until they are realized gains. Make sure you make them realize gains if there is life-changing money on the table. And even if there's not, take some profit so at least um, you can walk away with something if you end up making any money in this market um, instead of just giving it all back to the market. Lesson number 10, I said this is a really important lesson and it is. Maybe it's a bit cliche, but I think it's so important. That's prioritizing health over everything else. The bull market's super draining. In 2021, I was anxious I was unfocused. Why? Because of the dopamine, right? Our brains got so addicted to this instant reward of prices pumping. Buy something, price pumps, money. You just get into this greed, dopamine cycle. And that makes you very anxious. And it also makes you super unfocused. But what this does monetarily is it actually affects your decision making. Because if you're not living a healthy life, you can't expect to make good financial decisions. So... I would really make sure during a bull, and obviously now, anytime is a good time to focus on health, but especially during the bull, you stay on top of your exercise, diet, and sleep so you can actually make good financial decisions. It's especially important during a crazy period like the bull. Find something that can take you away from crypto into the real world. Um, exercise for me has been a great way to do this. 
getting an, a, a roughly eight hours sleep every night, I've found has been a great way to do this. I'm actually wearing, and I'm not sponsored by Whoop, but I'm wearing the Whoop band right now, which is tracking my sleep. Um, maybe some of the metrics are a little bit useless, but um, I mean, I enjoy tracking it and making sure I get eight hours sleep a night. So that's, I think, just a great tip in general for you to feel good and be able to sit down in front of a computer and focus, you know, let's say two hours straight a day on trading if you have to. And in a bull run, you're probably going to have to. And it's really good in that uh, environment to have your head switched on. One thing I also try and not do, which I've broken my rule a little bit in recent times, is don't check price first thing in the morning. Don't check price last thing before bed. Have like an hour either side of going to sleep where you don't check prices. Look, I've broken this many times. I know Ram talks about waking up in the middle of the night and checking prices, um, but I wouldn't. Sorry, Bybit. I know you sponsor Ram Show, um, but I probably wouldn't be buying the Bybit Moon Pillow. I don't mean my. I don't need my pillow vibrating. Um, when my positions are, are, are hitting their TPs um, or their stop losses. I really don't need that. So remember to prioritize health in the market. I want to give a shout out to one of our official show partners now before I head off. This is Data Ownership Protocol. Their test that is going to be going live soon. And this comes under the basket of products that I was talking about um, earlier in the video that I think are genuinely offering exciting changes next cycle versus last cycle. They're using ZK technology in order to allow you to obfuscate your crypto assets. So hide it from the general public and take control of your own assets and show the world what you want to show and keep to yourself what you want to keep to yourself. Um, so this is amazing that now we're getting this latest iteration of privacy protocols. Like I mentioned things like, you know, Monero and some of these that were in the top 10 last bull run. I think next bull run, we're going to see privacy protocols start entering um, the top 100. I know a few have already, um, but the best privacy protocols, I think, can really, really perform next cycle from an investment perspective, but also from a usage point of view, they're super helpful. And I think DOP will be a super helpful application uh, when it's live. Uh, it's not live yet, but the test net's going live soon. And then their mainnet as well. So there's a link in the description if you want to research more about it. But this is one I've got on my radar under the purview of privacy, because I think that's a super strong narrative in crypto as well. Um, and yeah, I love what the team's doing over there. It's super, super cool. So that is my 10 lessons. Let me know in the comments below if I've missed anything. Um, I would love to hear your lessons as well. In fact, definitely leave in the comments the number one lesson you learned from last cycle because super valuable, I think, us sharing our mistakes in order to become better investors. I don't have to do this video, but I think it's super important to be transparent and honest because I made all of these mistakes at some point. That's why they're my lessons, right? Um, and I think if you just don't make these mistakes again, and I know I've learned the hard way on a lot of these, you'll be in a significantly better position next bull run. Hope you enjoyed the video. I will see you on the weekend. Have a lovely rest of your day or night. Peace out.